the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. There is an awakening in the church today, a shaking and a rattling as never before. Dry bones are going to stand up and live again, marching forward. I'm talking about you right now. Today, this message is to bring you into your destiny. God has given you his spirit. It is the light within you. The spirit of the Lord is the candle. It's the light of our soul. And what is his spirit inside of you for? We'll discover today the purpose and the plan that God has for your life. Receiving new revelation today can take you from where you are to your appointed destination. I can reveal to you today just one statement of truth. And if you receive that into your spirit, you'll never be the same. And the days of your life today will be altered. God wants to level the mountains in your life and to show you hidden treasure in secret places. Isaiah 45, I will go before thee and I will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel who summons you by name. Today, God summons you to a new place. And you'll never be the same. The Holy Spirit is bringing forth revelation through God's word to revive the barren places in your life, lost hopes and lost dreams. For the body of Christ, these are the days of preparation for the days of the greatest glory of God ever seen in this world. Jesus met the woman at the well and having had several husbands and residing with a man that at that time was not her husband. She has an encounter with Jesus at the well. This had been a woman of obviously broken dreams, full of lost hope and many sorrows. And this is a day at the well that she'll be changed because a meeting with God changes everything. Jesus revealed knowledge at the well, truly a secret to overcoming problems and failures, temptations and circumstances, and unanswered prayer. Not just for the woman at the well, Anyone who hears his words, there is a force in God's word unparalleled.
to any power on earth because his word is from above and it contains the powers of heaven. The woman at the well, her experience with Christ, when truly we understand it, it can revolutionize one's life. The woman had an appointment with destiny and that's the title of our message today. Step into your destiny of greatness. Jesus was at the well in Samaria And the Bible says the woman of Samaria came to the well to draw water. Now watch this. Jesus said unto her, give me a drink. Now his disciples were gone into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou being a Jew askest me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink? Thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given it unto thee. Jesus said that he has living water. So this water sustains all of life. And the woman then answers from a very earthly perspective. Yet Jesus is speaking of something spiritual. He's speaking of spiritual matters beyond this realm. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. The well is deep. From whence hast thou? This living water. She's asking, how are you going to draw water? This is a deep well. You don't have anything to even draw water out with. How are you going to give me any water? And she goes on to say, Are thou greater than Jacob our father, which gave us this well, and drank thee of himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Now, now, things are just about to make a turn. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him as a well of water springing up into everlasting life. After Jesus makes this astonishing statement about the water that he has, she perceives. Now, there's something greater than water from the well by which she is standing. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou speakest well, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. And thou sayest thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Jesus brings the woman to a place of deep revelation. Now she can perceive that he is a prophet. And she begins to inquire of spiritual things of Jesus. Jesus is bringing the woman to a place to understand that what he is giving is living water. But what is easy to miss here is that we must continually drink of the water that he is speaking of. What is this water? The living water represents the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. So daily... We must come in contact. We must come into communion with the Holy Spirit, a communion relationship. We must draw from the living water on a daily basis. If we do, then we will never thirst. If we draw from that living water, if we draw from the Spirit of God, what we are drawing, we're drawing from the wells of mercy. We're drawing on the power of Almighty God, revelation, knowledge, understanding, power, all come from the living water. As we partake of it, I'm going to talk today about how to draw from the wells of the living water. 
Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. The grace of God is unchanging because it is sustained by the power of an endless life. Hebrews 7 and 16. The power of God by which he created and sustains all things. The power that raised Jesus from the dead. As you take faith in God's word, the Holy Spirit within will do the works. God's word and his spirit in your heart bring power from on high. Now, the Bible states the just shall live by faith. The only way we can live by faith, what we believe must be established on something that cannot be altered, something that is indestructible, a source that is eternal. Now, that's a consistent foundation upon which one can depend. It won't be like shifting sand. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. God was in the beginning, John 1, 1. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. And without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That's John 1 and 3. Therefore, exceedingly important as you build a solid foundation, as we grow forth and growing in spiritual maturity to know that God's word cannot be assaulted. It can't be changed. It's immovable. It's indestructible. It cannot be attacked. It cannot be destroyed because we cannot separate God from his word. That's very important. We cannot separate God, the power of God from his word. God swore unto himself because if he swore unto a person, then they may fail. So he swore unto himself. He said the covenant that he made was Abraham. When God made his promise to Abraham, he had no one greater to swear by. So he swore by himself saying, I will surely bless you and multiply your descendants. What does this truly mean? He swore unto himself. He swore unto the Messiah. He swore unto himself. He needs one who will not change. Christ is the fulfillment of the covenant. And if he swore by a man, that could be a disaster, a mere man. So he swore by himself. The same is true of the word of God. The word of God is established and fulfilled by the power of God so that it will not fail. Flesh and blood can fail, but God cannot. Because we cannot separate God and his word, they are one. Therefore, the power of God is also in his word. So God's word contains something. It contains the power and therefore his word contains the ability to manifest what it has said. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. John 6 and 63. His word is living. The water giveth life. Oh, I know you're with me today. We'll talk about it in just a moment. How to drink of the living water that Jesus was speaking about and how it will perform for you. God has positioned you to be above only and never beneath. But you must walk in the light of God's word. Broken and shattered dreams, disappointments, oppression, and depression, hindering spirits, the living word will cause you to overcome. The Bible gives us the written word of God, but there is also the Rima word. The Bible cannot contain every word that God has ever said because God is still talking. So when God speaks today, we call it the Rima word. When God speaks, he does simultaneously he acts and does exactly what he is saying. You are a child of God, my little children, and greater is he in you than he that is in the world. So there is something inside of you. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the living water. 
So the question may arise, if this living water is the spirit of God within me, then why am I still dealing with fear? Why am I still struggling with negative thoughts, disappointment, and oppression? Because we give our life to Christ, but we're still in this world. And so fear, the Lord said, I didn't give you the spirit of fear. I gave you love, courage, and a sound mind. And so we deal with the spirit that's here. We deal with fear. We deal with negative situations. The world has made an impression upon us, and it wasn't always good. So we've given God our heart, but we must drink daily of the living water that Jesus spoke about. I'm going to go off on a side journey for just a moment. Sometimes we have something set in our mind, and we plan to do it, and we think we're going to be able to fulfill. But then something happens, and everything changes. You know, I, I remember my first year in college, and I had an English professor, you know, English 101, they used to call it in those days. And I wrote a paper. He gave us an assignment to write this paper. And I can't tell you what the paper was about. I do not remember to this very day. But what I do remember is what happened. I do remember when we walked into the classroom and everyone had a seat. And the professor said, good morning or good afternoon, what have you. And he returned our papers. And he went by one desk at a time. And, and when he came to me, he handed me my paper. I was so shocked. I was so disappointed. It was absolutely devastating. It was terrible. I think I probably had the lowest grade in the whole class, at least in my mind. It was just unbelievable. I had never seen a paper this red. He circled words, you know, on, on my paper. He, he circled words on my writing assignment. He put an X by other words, you know. I mean, he wrote all over the paper. I don't remember the grade, but I know it wasn't good, you know. And so I determined in my mind, I don't even know if I can do this. Should I be in college? Do I want to go through this? What is going on here? It was so devastating. That's why God swore unto himself, because our minds will change according to the circumstance. But God never changes. And so he's given us his spirit within us. He's the enabler. He gives us strength. He enables us to, to go on, to, you know, to go past negative thinking. And so we've given our life to Christ. But why the negative thoughts? Why the defeat? Because there's still some memories of things that have happened in the past. There, there's still some impressions that have been made upon us. And so, yes, we have a new mind and we have a new heart. But those impressions are still there. They're like a vapor. They are like a vapor in our minds, and they just come up, you know, when we least expect it. But the word Lord says, old things have passed away, and I do a new thing. Have you not known it? You know, one time a wonderful Christian asked me a question, and the question was, can a Christian be demon-possessed? I said, no, no, no. A Christian absolutely cannot be demon-possessed. You've given your life to Christ, and he's given you his spirit. Satan and Jesus can't be in there together. They both can't be in there at the same time. A Christian, by living contrary to God's word and by being opposed to it, can step on the enemy's territory and can be oppressed by the enemy, but not possessed, but oppressed by the enemy. You have the spirit of God and you are given, you've given your life to Christ and his spirit now lives within you. But there's something that we must do. God told the children of Israel, this is the promised land. It's flowing with milk and honey. And the children said, milk and honey? <laughs> that's not the only thing that's in the promised land. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. That's what the children of Israel had to be thinking. That's not the only thing in this promised land. The children of Israel weren't sure about this promise once they got to the promised land. Moses said, this is the land that God has promised. 
but they weren't convinced. Why? Because there were enemies in the land. And so the children of Israel, I'm in Numbers 13, and it informs us that God instructed Moses to send out 12 spies to scout out the land because the children of Israel were in fear. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall send a man, every one a prince among them. Afterwards, in Deuteronomy 1, Moses reports that the people asked for uh, these spies, and he agreed. And ye came near unto me, every one of you, and said, Let us send men before us, that they may search out the land for us, and bring back us word of the way by which we must go, and the cities unto which we shall come. And the thing pleased me well, and I took twelve men of you, one from every tribe. This is the promised land, for God has said that he has given it to them. He advised them to possess the land. However, they're hindered. And what do you suppose is hindering them? The children of Israel are stalled by doubt and fear. God gave the promised land to the children of Israel, but there was something that they must do to possess the promised land. They could not just enter and tell the inhabitants of the land, God promised the land to us, so get out. (laughs) There were enemies in that land, and the people who resided there weren't going to just pack up and go. And so there was something that the children of Israel had to do to possess the promised land, to actually receive their inheritance. From the first book of the Bible to the last book in the Bible, we see war and we see overcoming. We see challenges and redemption. Israel would need to go to war. To take the promised land, the victory was already theirs. The victory was contained in the promise when it was given. So even though we have the Spirit of God, there's something that we must do. Brother Paul, the apostle and the New Testament, was speaking to the church on a number of occasions concerning spiritual growth. He told them that they had to grow up spiritually. Growing up spiritually doesn't just happen. You can't just wait. I've given my life to Christ, so I'll just be, you know, I'm a full-grown Christian and just, I'm mature. But no, no. If you just sit there and wait for something to happen, you'll grow old and gray. And if the Lord tarries, (laughs) then you may go out of here as a babe on milk and not a full, mature Christian. Never have gone up and never have taken possession of your inheritance, God's promises. So how do we drink of the living water? that Jesus is talking about. I'm talking about stepping into your destiny today of greatness. The water that Jesus spoke of is alive. The water, which is the spirit of God, that Jesus was telling the woman at the well, restores the soul, renews the mind. It brings forth the new. The guidance of the Holy Spirit will come forth as you drink of the living water on a daily basis. Restoration will come, new vision coming forth. Healing and deliverance takes place. The water is the Holy Spirit of God, full of wisdom and truth, knowledge and revelation of Christ. Paul said, I want to know him. To be fully acquainted with God, we must drink of the living water. And so I want to give you some steps to drink of the living water on a daily basis. Set aside time to read and study the word alone with God. Learn to seize the moments. Maybe you say, Valerie, I don't have hours. I have small children to take care of. I have a very busy job. I don't have hours to sit with the Bible. Learn to seize the moments. 
If you have five minutes, if you have 15 minutes at a time, seize the moments to drink of the living water. And then pray. Seek God's guidance. When I need an answer from God, and the problem seems so great, I set the situation down. And I go to the Lord, and I set the problem aside, and I seek the problem solver, not the answer to the problem. And I'll read in the word of Psalms because Psalms is my sanctuary. And I tell you, as I read the Psalms, God will speak to me and he will give me answers, whether it's my situation or whether it is someone else's. He is going to speak. So I set aside the problem and I seek God in the scriptures and answers will come. I am drinking of the living water as I am reading the scriptures. Take time for silence. Silence brings resilience to the soul. The Holy Spirit will bring strength to you. And silence, what do I think about? Maybe you wonder, remember Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days? Along with God, what do you think that he was doing? He didn't have the New Testament because he's creating it. He only has the books of the Old Testament. And so Jesus is there in the wilderness. So maybe you start with 15 minutes each week alone with God in the silence. Your Bible and a tablet to write down whatever God is giving you. God doesn't need words to speak. God speaks powerfully in the silence. 15 minutes start alone with God. This is drinking of the living water. Dedicate your life. Rededicate your life. Tell him, Lord, I am a living sacrifice unto you. This is drinking of the living water. You are aligning your life with the spirit of God. You will wax strong. Even Jesus grew spiritually, Luke 2 and 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Have a retreat, just you and God monthly if possible, if only for a few hours or for a full day, but have a personal retreat with God. When is the last time you were shut in a room alone? Just you and God. Fast and pray often. I'm talking about stepping into your destiny of greatness. What is your destiny? It's in Luke 4 and 18. Jesus had entered the temple, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed unto him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Luke 4 and 18. That is your destiny. How do we know? Because Jesus said, as I was sent, now I send you. And he doesn't send you alone. He sends you in the power of the Holy Spirit. God has placed an enabler within you to empower you, to guide you. When we align ourselves with the Holy Spirit of God and drink of the living water daily, live in a position of obedience, listening for the voice of God. He may speak to you in a still, small voice. And sometimes he may even speak audibly. 
He may guide you through the scriptures. He may guide you by his word. But God wants to restore shattered dreams. God wants to remove all the bitter water out of your life. As you drink of the living water, as Jesus told the woman at the well, you will step into your destiny, a walk in the power of Almighty God. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a prayer ministry with Bible teacher Valerie Sneed. We hope you are inspired by this message. To hear more, visit prayersheardinheaven.org. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.